Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Molly. Molly, uh, I don't know if you can tell from my raspy voice. So you have been raspy this week. I've been, uh, it's been a raspy week. I've been a little under the weather. Mm-hmm. Got a little chest congestion, a little, little sniffle of the nose. Uh, so at first I thought, hey, maybe I should amp up my vitamin intake. Vitamin C? <laughs> or some vitamin conger. Yeah, take some of, Vitamin C, yeah, make myself feel better, right? But then I said, no, I'm not going to waste my money on that junk because it's not going to do anything for me. Yeah, that's sort of our podcast in a nutshell today. <laughs> yeah, you can kind of stop listening because the title is Should Women Be Taking Vitamins? And uh, it's not it's not great news out there, guys. It's not. And, you know, I recently was in the vitamin aisle myself and... You see so much marketed to you as a woman. It's like, hey, do you have ovaries? You might like this vitamin. Hey, are you a woman under 25? Are you over 25? Are you pregnant? Are you thinking about getting pregnant? Do you have gray hair? There's something for everybody. Yeah. And so I was looking at these vitamins and I was like, do I need a female vitamin? Do I need a male vitamin? Do I need this vitamin or like a whole bunch of little vitamins? I mean, I really would like to just take chewables, kids chewables. Oh, I wish I could still take some Flintstones They're so tasty. I mean, we could. We could, could we? I don't know. So that's why we decided to do this podcast was to delve into the world of vitamins. And I'll just tell you now, we did not come up with much that's positive. No, but we did come up with much that's positive for the multivitamin industry. Hey, guys, guess what? We're spending $20 billion a year on these things, on these supplements. Yeah. And, you know, part of it is just it's as some doctor said, it's fine because it's a cheap insurance policy. Mm -hmm. If it makes you feel better to spend 10 bucks on a bottle of, of multivitamins, so you can think that maybe you're getting some benefit from them. That's fine. A placebo effect can be there. You might think, hey, I feel healthier because I got 110% of my vitamin E running through my body right now. But, and and some doctors will say, well, there's really no harm that they're doing anything bad. They may yeah. not be doing anything good. But more and more people are starting to find that actually they might do something bad. And that's it might be worthwhile not spending the 10 bucks a month on your vitamins. Now, I should start off by saying the effect of vitamins in one's body will depend on gender, mm-hmm. age, race, and a lot on your diet. Yes, and that will be sort of the key thing is that you can get all this stuff from popping a pill, but right now it sounds like just getting a really great diet is what you need to do to stay healthy. So instead of you taking some vitamin C, Kristen Conger, which is now how I'll refer to vitamin C. Thank you. Uh, you might want to stock up on some orange juice, some mm-hmm. broccoli, get some greens, get some fruits. That's that's where the real gold is. Doctor after doctor is going to say the best source of vitamins is in your food. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about like fortified Lucky Charms, vitamin fortified Lucky Charms. I'm talking about actual whole foods mm-hmm. like the broccoli. Things that grow like the oranges, like the brown rice, right. stuff like that. So, but you know, some people may say, Hey, I, I try my best, but I don't always meet the expectations set out by me. Five fruits and vegetables a day. Yes. That 
some people may say, hey, I can't get the five, so I'll just, I'll supplement with the vitamin. And more and more, it's looking like that just really, it's not worth it. It's, if you've got the disposable income to spend on vitamins, you got a little extra that you should be applying to fruits and vegetables. Absolutely. But, uh, let's talk about how a supplement is actually a specific supplement where they've, they've just mashed a whole bunch of vitamins together and said, just take this one pill, you're golden. How these in, in particular might be more dangerous than helpful. So let's just start off with the bad news. And this comes courtesy of Tara Parker Pope over at the New York Times. And this is from 2008. First of all, we have a large clinical trial of almost 15,000 male doctors taking vitamin C and E for a decade. Survey says no meaningful effect on cancer rates. Another study found no benefit of vitamin E and C for heart disease. We've got a major study on vitamin E and selenium on whether it could lower a man's risk for prostate cancer. And they had to end it prematurely for worries that the treatments might actually do more harm than good. Uh, we also have warnings that vitamin C seems to protect not just healthy cells, but also cancer cells. Um, we've got a Johns Hopkins School of Medicine review of 19 vitamin E clinical trials, um, finding that high doses of vitamin E actually increased a person's risk for dying during the study period by 4%. Not huge, but still 4% is 4%. Uh, then we also have, what else? Uh, another study of vitamin E. Vitamin E is just really getting the beating. Vitamin E uh, takers had a 13% higher risk of heart failure. Um, 1994 Finland study of smokers taking 20 milligrams a day of beta carotene showed an 18% higher incidence of lung cancer. We've got a 2002 Harvard study showing that uh, 72,000 nurses who consumed high levels of vitamin A from food, multivitamins, and supplements had a 48% higher risk for hip fractures. It's, I mean, I, I think I we're getting the point, Kristen. I could go on. <laughs> yeah. So basically, they keep doing these studies where these vitamins that we thought would be so helpful if we consume them in large amounts, particularly the antioxidants, the A, C's, the E's that we thought could uh, mop up our free radicals and lower the chances of cancer. These vitamins can feed the cancer cells just as well as they can feed the healthy cells. Mm-hmm. So we're not really preventing anything or extending our life by taking any vitamins. And it seems that taking them in these groupings of multivitamins might, you know, be part of the reason why they're not working. And so that's why doctors keep saying, go back to the foods, go mm-hmm. back to it. And it's natural element because maybe there's something about the way that we extract this vitamin that, you know, it just can't match what the food can do in your body. So people are saying, hey, it's not looking too good for these individual vitamins. It's not looking too good for a multivitamin. But there is one vitamin of the moment that we should mention because in searching for vitamins that, you know, are getting the good press right now, I got one letter for you. D. 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 Vitamin D right now is the superstar of the vitamin world. But when you said vitamin E was taking a beating, Kristen, I was, I was about to laugh because a few years ago, vitamin E was the superstar of the vitamin world. So, that's why it's important to remember this podcast is very much a moment in time. Mm-hmm. And right now, vitamin D is on the upswing. In five years, vitamin D could be the lowest of the low again. But right now, the studies on vitamin D look like it's it's the one to pump up on. So just like we used to think that antioxidants might protect us from cancer, studies suggest 
suggest, mind you, that vitamin D may also help fend off cancer and ward off infections. And this goes along with calcium as well. Vitamin D and calcium are often grouped together, and they are very, very good for our bones in particular. Particularly as women, we have this higher risk of osteoporosis, uh, particularly women who have gone through menopause and have fewer hormones. Calcium and vitamin D are often the big ones that doctors will have us take extra of because uh, vitamin D promotes calcium uptake. Now, while Kristen popped through a bunch of studies that showed uh, that vitamins just aren't, aren't living up to their promise, there are a bunch of sort of studies that show how vitamin D can affect women in particular that I wanted to run to. Um, let's see. This is a 2010 study about levels of breast cancer and vitamin D levels. Uh, they found that half of women with breast cancer had lower vitamin D levels than the group that did not get breast cancer. And so they're saying that, you know, in addition to maintaining the bone health of women, perhaps vitamin D can play a role in preventing breast cancer. Vitamin D deficiency in 2008 was linked to an increased risk for cesarean delivery. So now researchers are saying that pregnant women in particular might want to load up on vitamin D so that they can have a healthy, easy childbirth. And then another study, 2010, said not only does that childbirth uh, become easier with vitamin D levels, uh, you'll just have an easier pregnancy altogether because the women who took high rates of vitamin D during pregnancy had half the rate of pregnancy-related complications as women who took lower rates of vitamin D. So right now, vitamin D, particularly if you're a lady, is the vitamin du jour. And even though our bodies naturally produce vitamin D, um, as many as half of all adults and children are said to have less than optimum Levels And not surprisingly, since it has been getting all of these glowing reviews, sales of vitamin D tests and vitamin D supplements have just skyrocketed over the past two years. Now, the way your body makes vitamin D is from being out in the sunshine. So, you know, it's really funny because we always hear sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. But when you start reading more about vitamin D, you'll find these doctors who are like, Put sunscreen on your face. Like, always put it on your face, but then maybe it's sunburned. Then maybe just take five minutes to run around outside without sunscreen everywhere else. But speaking of outside and the sun and all of this, here's the big thing we got to keep in mind with all of this vitamin research is the big factor of correlation versus causation. The Mm -hmm. one thing that doctors come across over and over and over again when they're trying to decide whether or not uh, vitamin supplements really are good for you is the question of whether or not people who are taking vitamins are just naturally healthier. You know, the people who are taking the vitamins are the ones who are going out for an afternoon jog, getting their vitamin D, going mm-hmm. home for a snack of oranges, getting their vitamin C, you know, and, and they therefore will have better health down the road. Right. In comparison to this one study that looked at women who took multivitamins, uh, they had higher levels of breast density, which has been linked to breast cancer. So they're saying, you know, basically, if you look at these two studies side by side, a woman who has high levels of vitamin D has a lower chance of breast cancer. A woman who's just popping a multivitamin and maybe not eating as well because she thinks she needs, you know, she thinks her nutrients are taken care of with that multivitamin, maybe leading a lifestyle that makes her more likely to get breast cancer. But since we are a lady podcast, Molly, we like to talk a lot about ladies. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about folic acid. Oh my goodness. Everything changes, not just in your life, but in your vitamin regimen when you become with child. Yes. I'm sure a lot of people out there have heard of prenatal vitamins. It's typically one of the first things that 
It'll start popping when you get a little bun in the oven. And the thing, three things that are in a prenatal vitamin that are especially important for pregnant women are folic acid, iron, and calcium content. And folic acid is really the big one because that is going to reduce the risk of the baby being born with a neural tube or a birth defect that is, uh, it, the brain and the spinal cord don't, don't hook up the way they should. Mm-hmm. But since these neural tube defects can happen before you even know you're pregnant, and also because it can take a while for uh, folic acid to build up in your system and provide these preventative effects, um, health experts are concerned um, about how women can go ahead and get this into their systems before they get pregnant so that it can take effect. And in 1996, the FDA authorized the addition of folic acid to all enriched grain products and required um, fortification by 1998. So that's why we'll see folic acid and folate added to a lot of grain products. So we'll be eating, you know, getting ingesting all this folic acid for a while, probably long before we get pregnant. Yeah, if you are, if you are thinking about becoming pregnant, you might as well just go ahead and start looking for foods with folic acid mm-hmm. is, is what a doctor will probably tell you. Now, if that's, and again, that's sort of, I think, the big start item in a prenatal vitamin. There'll be calcium in a prenatal vitamin, so it'll prevent the, the woman from losing her own bone density as the fetus grows and begins to use minerals from her bones. And the iron is there to help the mother and baby's blood carry oxygen. But again, the star, the star of it all is that, that folic acid. But if you have no intention of getting pregnant or are not pregnant, but have heard that prenatal vitamins are great for promoting thicker hair and stronger nails. Don't do it. People. Don't do it. You're, you should not take prenatal vitamins if you are not yourself about to give birth. Yeah, because if there's one thing we have learned from this vitamin episode, it's that while all these nutrients are are good in and of themselves, we don't necessarily need to pack our bodies full of them. We don't, and you know, we don't know enough yet about how, you know, what, what's too much, what's too little, what's the optimal amount. When you read these studies, like even the vitamin D studies, vitamin D, which can do no wrong right now, mm-hmm. the researchers aren't sure what the optimal amount of it is. So you right. don't want to be the person who's like overdosing on vitamin D and finding out for us what can happen when you take too much of it. And the Institute of Medicine is reevaluating the daily recommended doses of all of these vitamins. So years down the road, it might be that Hey, we might not need so much vitamin C every day. The thing we do know right now is that doctors would prefer that we eat a healthy diet to get our vitamins that way. Yeah, every single vitamin and antioxidant that we have talked about again and again, experts say, just get it through your food. Just get some fruits, get some vegetables, and get them in your body. Yeah, I know that's not the the most... The, the, the sexiest conclusion to come to. Not the funnest thing we've ever said, but perhaps the truest. Yes, it's pretty common sense. Healthy eating people, good good exercise and solid living. <laughs> well, on that note, should we uh, open it up to our listeners and perhaps read a listener mail? Absolutely. And we will read something that has come into our email address, momstuffathowstuffworks.com. Yo, Kristen, this is usually the time we do listener mail, but really quick, we've got a, a pretty cool announcement. That's right, Molly. We are about to jet set off to Austin for South by Southwest Interactive. Yes, we are doing a live podcast. Live. Live. Not live. not here in our little studio. We're getting outside of our comfort zone. We're going to get in, some, in front of some people and do a live podcast at South by Southwest. If you have an interactive pass, you need to head over to the Driscoll Hotel on Friday 
at 3.30 to see a live podcast of Stuff I'm Never Told You. And as a bonus, Molly, what else do they get? They get a live podcast from Stuff to Blow Your Mind. A two-for-one deal. From 3.30 to 4.30, two of your favorite How Stuff Works podcasts. At least I hope we're your two favorite. And let me just say, we've got a, we got a good topic for you. It is. And it's, it's something a lot of people ask for. And even if you can't come to South by Southwest, we're going to make sure that all of you guys can hear eventually our thoughts on this topic. But just as a fun sneak peek, polyamory. I don't know if that's a sneak peek, Molly. I think you might have just given away the whole cake. <laughs> that's all right, though. Polyamory. I'm so excited about it. You are excited. So, so don't forget South by Southwest Interactive, Austin, Texas, Friday, Driscoll Hotel, 3.30. Stuff I've never told you, stuff to blow your mind. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to take questions from the audience, but you can always send your questions to us via our email. And now we can return to regularly scheduled listener mail. Fantastic segue, Molly. Now, this email is from a person named Kristen, but not Kristen, the podcast person that is sitting across from me. Um, and this is an email in response to an email we read about monogamy. Um, and we read this on the Objectum Sexuality Podcast. And I think the gist of the email, I don't have that one in front of me, was just that the argument that animals aren't monogamous wasn't a very good, uh, you know, thing to extrapolate to say that humans weren't good at monogamy. So that was the email we read. This is the email that's in response to this one. She writes, when I heard you read that lister mail on monogamy, my blood just started to boil. To the woman who wrote the high-handed defense of monogamy, sexuality isn't one size fits all and your mileage will, ve- will vary. Non-monogamy isn't for everyone and clearly isn't for you or your friend. However, justifying this by saying monogamy is more civilized and that you're rising above your baser instincts is judgmental and frankly insulting. The problem with monogamy is this need, is this need some people seem to have to equate monogamy with morality. This kind of thinking, the labeling of desires that aren't appealing to you as bad and wrong instead of as just not for me, creates a society in which people who live outside the cultural sexual norm, such as promiscuous women, gay people, kinky people, etc., are demonized for having what is at its core sex between cons- consenting adults. So I guess my point is live and let live. I've got an email here from Kim and she writes, I'm an avid listener, usually after a long shift in the bathtub with a glass of wine, because that's what I do. I work at a wine bar. I'm currently studying for my sommelier exam. Sommeliers are wine stewards, basically very highly experienced wine connoisseurs. Usually our line of work includes a lot of experience and also a lot of exams and even culinary school. And I'm betting a lot of wine drinking, too. Uh, by 2008, there are a grand total of 167 master sommeliers worldwide. However, only 15 are women. These degrees are highly coveted, and one has to be invited to participate in the master-level sommelier exam. I hope women continue to break the glass ceiling in the wine world and plan on doing my best to study up for the challenges ahead. So, fun little tidbit from Kim. Do you think, Kristen, that instead of calling it the glass ceiling, they should call it the glass bottle? Or the wine glass? Breaking the breaking the wine glass ceiling? I don't know, Mom. I'm going to let you work that one <laughs> out. i to work on my metaphor <laughs> for that one, but no, I, th- I'm on it. Yeah, thank you, Kim, for, for sharing that tidbit. Something to think about next time you pop open a bottle of red or white. So, if you have an email to send us... It's MomStuff at HowStuffWorks.com. You can also find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook where we'd love to see you and we'd love you to like us, comment, etc., interact. And finally, read our blog at Stuff Mom Never Told You. 
at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?